This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back, family, to The Lucky Die. Previously, Balance gets a surprise, Pintor takes a nap, Ral explores his options, and Zoltana admits a dangerous truth. Ral, having explored his options thoroughly, patiently awaited the return of Balance and Zoltana. Now that friends and family have been reunited, Ral still has to explain what happened to Squash, as well as the threats he saw within the vault. Could someone identify the threats Ral found? What will the reunited Dathrodeers do now? And would Tira banning Zoltana now that she has voiced her plans? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. Fifty years. One might say that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Balance uh, probably holds the hug for a while as he's crying and probably uh, staining whatever attire she is currently wearing. Um, as I said before, she's wearing like really like threadbare stuff. Um, it's she's definitely seen better days. Ah, uh, he um, doesn't. He doesn't care. Then it's fine. No. It's not a fancy uh, motherly dress. <laughs> no, it's it's not a fancy mom dress or a fancy silk robe. Like it may have been once, but it certainly isn't anymore. Um, it's it's in tatters and in ruin. Um, yeah, she she pulls back and she kind of like uh, being about the same height. She kind of like wipes the tears from from your from your eyes with her with her thumbs. Um, okay. We need to get out of here. That's an understatement. Where... Where's father? They're just down the stairs, sir. Pintle was waking up as... Uh, as I heard, we heard you guys coming, so... Are you all right? 
she puts her like one hand like protectively across her stomach and like uh, bends down and picks up the the bow um the quiver of arrows still on her back says i've seen better days and i feel like the size of a tree right now but um i'm not the worst one here right now and uh she shoulders the bow and um gestures for you guys to go down the stairs right the stairs are kind of steep and they're not horrifically steep but they're kind of steep um about halfway down you can see pintor who is kind of coming to coming back to consciousness uh you are just waking up pintor um you can see that he's lying in the lap of your father who is um he really has seen better days um he is in an absolute state. Selfar has sustained a fair amount of damage. Um, he has been cut and beaten. His eyes are puffed up uh, from like multiple punches to the face. Um, he looks in a in a pretty bad state. Um, ahead of you, at the bottom of these stairs, um, a little few steps out, you see that there is an archway. Above this archway, there are seven gems. These gems light up um, in response to a color. The archway itself is has a light in it, but the light keeps changing colors. Um, they switch from red to orange to yellow to green to blue to indigo and violet. And it seems to be changing once a second. This is all that you see. These are all of the companions that you see before you. Uh, Pintle, you wake up and you see um, coming down the stairs, you see your brother, your mother, you see uh, Zoltana, you see Renala coming down and as she sees you, she kind of like gives you a, a concerned look, but also a smile. And you also see kind of like in the background behind everyone else coming down the stairs, you see the kind of like the fiery hair of uh, Demi coming down also. Oh. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Renala. Oh God! <laughs> Renala gives you a look, um, but she doesn't rush forward to meet you. Balance is going to give her a nudge. Go on. Did did we do it? Did we win? She uh, Renala rushes over, um, ignoring the kind of maybe awkwardness of your somewhat way uh, hiring society parents. Um, she kind of like sits you up a little bit and looks you over, and she says. Hi. I, I don't think so. From what Raoul said, I don't think so. <sighs> All right. What we got to do? What, what what needs to be done? Where 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 am I? Oh, here. Don't go through there. Don't go through that gate. Don't do it. It's bad. What do you mean bad? We. Oh. Squash. Squash? Why squash? What happened to squash? Where is he? Is he up ahead? He's probably stealthing around somewhere. I was going to ask the same question. He's gone. What? What do you mean gone? We we went through the gate. Me and Roll tried to get through before when it was on yellow and it electrocuted us. But when squash went through, I think the gem was on indigo or, or violet I, I don't remember or one of those two and he in a flash went blind and then vanished I, I, I don't know where he is oh my god 
Balance is going to turn to Demi. Are you aware of this sort of magic? Any ideas? Uh, you see Demi like shake herself out of a bit of uh, confusion. Um, her eyes go from like her normal humanish brown eyes to like the the red uh, glow that she has, and she kind of like rolls her sto- uh, shoulders and steps forward and looks at the the stones one by one. And I will need to give her an Arcana check. All right, Demi. She did not fail. Um, Good. She looks at it, uh, tips her head a little bit, and sees the the stones going off one by one. And she says, "I haven't seen it exactly applied like this before. I mean, I I know of this spell. I've seen it before, not like this. This is definitely new. This is this is genius. I kind of want this. I kind of want this a lot. I mean, I've got nowhere to put it, but I kind of want this. Give me, give me a, give me a, give me a minute. Why don't you take your time with that, Demi, while we uh plan out the next course of action?" Well, the, the the thing that I'm, the thing is on the, it had to have gone through on the violet one. He had to have, because the other one just turned him to stone. And you said you're electrocuted on one. If he's electrocuted on one and there's poison and there's cold and there's acid and there's fire and there's turning to stone and then there's being teleported and kind of banished, sent to another plane of existence. I. That, that sounds right. I mean, he just, he just straight up went blind, his eyes went white, and then just poof, gone. I asked Spectre. And Spectre said he's on a different plane somewhere. But he can only check so many of them. Okay, if he's on a different plane, if the Spectre didn't know he was, it means he probably wasn't going to be on the stalking plane, otherwise he would know he's on there. And he probably wouldn't be on the physical plane, but that would completely depend on whether or not the Spectre is in fact you know, squash his spectre or not. And I kind of hope that he is because that makes things so much easier. But if he isn't, well, okay, fair enough. But I there's two planes that he can he roll out instantly without worrying about it. Then then the only other place the spectres can go either to Cicero or Bellum. So they could be one of those two or the Sentinel plane. Spectre I can could only check so many. He can sec- check Cicero and Bellum, but he can't check the stalking. He can't, well, he can rule. He can rule out Cicero and Bellum. And if he rules them out, then he's, he's going to be on the Sentinel plane. And that's way harder to get him back from. I can't get him. If he's not here. I might be able to send you guys to go get him, but I, I can't get him. I can't get him from where he is. I mean, I could if I took Damas, but that's not... We have to go through this to get to the chalice. And she points at the Roll. stones. Raw nods. I would assume so, yeah. Give me 10 minutes. And you see her step forwards. So she's directly in front of this portal. You see her hover like a couple of inches off the floor. So her toes are kind of like dragging along the floor and she touches the stones either end and she begins to cast um, Dispel Magic as a ritual. You guys have 10 minutes. Anyone do? I'm just going to sit here <clears throat> and try not to die. <laughs> um, Pintor looking like really fucked up still or like? He's, he's uh, got a little like, you went through on yellow, right? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I dropped he's to zero. Like, I got stabilized. I'm now at one. Yeah, he's kind of got little burn marks and stuff. Uh, Didn't like, you guys finish yeah, the, the, like the short rest? Space. Um, did we take a short rest? I don't know. Because if we did, I'll Because I remember last recording, you said like, something sh- about them finishing a short rest. Ral could finish a short rest, but yeah. you were unconscious. I was unconscious for two yes, hours. Uh, for two hours. Um, Renala, however, is going to use uh, some of her limited spell slots to heal you up because uh, <sighs> she can't deal with this very well. That's fair. Thanks, babe. 
Yeah, you can see where Raw tried to acid you. Yeah. <laughs> to stop bleeding here and there. Yeah. Uh, oh. Renata like puts her hands over the wounds and sees where like you've clearly either dripped acid or licked them. And she looks over at Raul and she says, thank you for trying to help him. In your own unique way. <laughs> oh, shit. And it's like, uh, yeah, now, uh, uh, yeah, what the fuck is that? What is that? That's new. What's new? Oh, burn scars. <laughs> you get used to it. Huh. I guess she got burned real right. good. Uh, she heals you for 17 hit points. Ooh, that's helpful. Thank you. Scars uh, make people look very she dashing. Two in. Fuck this. Thanks. Uh, oh, thanks for not. I feel a little better. Oh, God. All right. Let me stand up. And I start stretching. It's, and... Yeah, it's it's a struggle. Uh, oh. Even the revitalizing hip hit points she gets she comes like she touches reminds her hands over you and kind of like drums almost a rhythmic beat over them um her magic flows through and you you get somewhat healed and back on your feet but um you are uncomfortable (laughs) yeah so uh are you guys down you guys learn anything upstairs quite a lot i got an army oh and that what kind church army oh i got Okay. The entire uh, Temple of the Triad uh, army now answers to me. That's new and cool. It is both of those things. Also, you missed out on some fine elvish wine, I must say. And balance acting oh, like an idiot. Yeah, I assume. But I was playing you quite well. Oh, good. You got me down then. Oh, and uh, people, people may or may not kind of think that you and I are fucking now. You see Renala smile at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fill you I in s- later. There was a lot of things head that happened. Slowly looks over towards Ranala. <laughs> it was it was beautiful. It was so fun. <laughs> it it helped some people get on board and some people not. I guess. All right. Yeah, it was, it was funny. <laughs> uh, Balance turns to uh, his mother. Are you all right to stand on your own? I needed to do something really quick. Um, she stands up totally fine. Um, she says, yeah, I'm fine. I I helped Pintor release your father. Oh, good. Uh, Balance is going to stride over to uh, his dad and kneel down in front of him and stare him straight in the eyes. Uh, they're all like puffed up and um, very, very bruised. Um, you can see that he sees you, but they—it's—it's uh, it's kind of like on that barely level. Um, uh, he reaches out his hand to you and sort of like t- tips his head a little bit. Um, Lafian, is it—is that really you? I need to have a very long conversation with you, but not in this condition. Hold on. Balance is gonna uh, grab him by the arm. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily very gently, per se. He's, he's, <laughs> you can tell that Balance is restraining himself. Yes. Um, and he just grabs him roughly by the arm and he's going to do five side points worth of mend wounds. Okay. Uh, that's 22 points of healing. So Balance grabs onto him and his eyes kind of uh, flash a purplish energy and uh, little sparks of psionic energy come out of his hands as he heals his father. Um, 
you guys see the little sparks you see the the wounds begin to mend over um the kind of very puffy um black eyes that he had have sort of begin to recede and his vision begins to clear a bit as you can physically see again um he looks healthier but still utterly exhausted um and he he nods and he says you're not wrong son but i think now is not the time no, now is not the moment, but you and I need to have a very long conversation about the past 50 years of my life. Yes, we all do, son. And he looks over at Pintor and looks back at you. And he looks to Sylvia and her bump and looks back at you. There are things that I regret and things I do not. But for now... We must be focused. And he kind of like uses the wall to stand up, um, shifting his weight onto them. Balance offers him a hand. Over and, yeah. He takes your hand uh, to steady himself and Sylvia runs over and you can see them supporting each other. Um, take a insight check. Sure. Uh, 16. You see that... Uh, your mother is a little bit more standoffish from so far than she used to be. Um, she's still going through the motions, but there is not necessarily everything there that there once was. Um, there's clearly unresolved issues between them. Um, but she helps him to his feet and they hold on to each other as they, they stand. He says. And your mother cannot, despite being the best archer here, I don't want her in this fight. I don't want either of you in this fight, quite frankly. Same. I heard them. The other creatures down here. The ones guarding us. They mentioned death wisps. I don't understand exactly what they are, but they are here. Well, we can't exactly go back, so... Not empty-handed. Well... We can't exactly leave your parents here. Uh, we've got to get them back out. We've got to do something. Otherwise, uh, your parents need health and sustenance and you need to get back on your feet properly as well. We've got to get people knowing what's going on here. It's true. And quite frankly, the three of you look like shit right now. He's not lying. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Jesus Christ, I sit back down. (laughs) (laughs) Ronala helps you back down a little bit. Um, And she says, we left the the club in a bit of a state. Well, Rogery left the club in a bit of a state. She kind of demanded to know why you guys were down here. Um, They're having a bit of a tussle up there about the weird things that are going on. And if you could get up there, maybe you could begin to work some of your political magic on the things. Hmm. Get things under control already. Like, while you guys get the chalice and stuff. I think that would be a smart idea if the four of you actually, because... I'm not a fire. Exactly. And quite frankly, I think you've uh, had to deal with enough of our bullshit for one day. (laughs) Uh, Not too bad. It's not too bad. You're not exactly Pintor, but you're an okay replacement, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. I see. <laughs> Thanks, I think. 
You're welcome. Uh, okay, I... Is there anything anyone could do to help us get back a little bit? I mean... And she looks over at Demi, who is still performing magics, and she seems a little bit too intent on doing exactly what she's doing right at this moment to answer properly. I would be able to get you all back. If I dropped another anchor here, I can bring you all back to the Tatherday room. It would drain me significantly. The the room. There's a lot going on in there. The one we need to go into. Then me being drained would probably not be such a wise idea. Well, we have the key so you could go back on foot. You would just need to pass through the room with the blades, which... See if when Demi gets done, all you need to do is figure out how to get through this one quiet. The other ones aren't so terrible. As you say that, you all feel just like in an instant whoosh, like a gust of cold air, all the hair on the back of your necks go up. Um, and you can hear seven distinct cracks as the gems crack and break and the spell is dispelled. Now, what's this about moving back somewhere? We need to get these four back uh, upstairs so that we can move forward and not have to be concerned about their safety. And you don't want to lose any things, right? You don't want to lose any resources, energy. Right. I've only got so much. Maybe we can calm down what's happening upstairs if the I don't know what's happening but we can figure it out and keep it calm right um I should probably fill you in on um so apparently we talked because we we talked with uh Jill about coming down here we he's actually kind of a good guy kind of um so all right let me start from the beginning uh so balance is going to very quickly catch uh everybody up on the fact that uh the people who the, own the vault know that we're down here the people yeah, that well, the, very nervous the people that own the vault know we're down here the <laughs> night butler is working for yethlin uh i think that was her name yethlan i think uh yes yeah yethlan so, uh, mentioning the fact that the night butler was working for Yithlan, uh, especially telling his parents that Yithlan specifically wrote in the note about keeping any Dathrodir locked up down here. Um, he's going to hand his dad, actually, the uh, note that he had pieced together. The crumpled up uh, note. Yeah, yeah. He, he takes it with a bit of a trembling hand, but he understands what this means. It, it's, it's proof. It's evidence. Yes, exactly. Um He's going to fill them in on the fact that Yil is uh, one of the four horsemen in the whole Baba Yaga thing. Um, <laughs> I love your expression, Bucky. <laughs> yeah, so basically we found out that uh, Yil is apparently one of the four horsemen who is a child of Baba Yaga. Uh, and apparently each of them was supposed to be <laughs> yeah you might want to take that drink uh, apparently I'll each of the four of them is supposed to help when there's supposed to be like a big world shattering event 
to, I, I guess, keep the balance and protect it and stuff like that, which is why we talked to him in the first place was because we thought he would be, of anybody, he would be the sort to understand that this chalice is important and that uh, apparently he didn't know that the Dathrodeers were down here. Basically, insert like episodes a crazy 80. crazy party. <laughs> exactly. It was a very crazy party, in fact. Um, apparently, there are orcs passing underneath Belagbud, uh, which is pissing off the Duergara. Um, so that needs to be dealt with um, because the guy upstairs was very rude about it. Um, Chakoti. Yes, that was his name. He was a bit of an asshole about it. Uh, yes, essentially, he, he thinks you're a shithead, Bintor. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't fake Pintor's finest moment, but you know. Listen, I thought I did very very well overall, pretending to be Pintor. You... It was, I even I listen. I even got the 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 dwarven bread with the elven jam, like you'd said. I got that. I was sticking oh, to the I was sticking to the notes I took. Oh, I gotta get some of that when I get back upstairs. Demi, it's right. real nice. The oven wine, mm, just yes, perfect. Bro. What's right. a death wisp? Rollick's nervous. That's also a good question. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to have her do a history check. I'm also going to have Renala do a history check. Ooh. Uh, well, funnily enough, they both rolled a 19. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Demi looks like she's about to launch into a tirade of information when Renala just kind of like pops her hand up a little bit and Demi like screeches to a halt because I don't want to have to do her voice again. Um, and Renala says, well, as far as I remember from the tales, they're these like, I guess, undead kings kind of, and they can drain your life. And when you die, they can raise you as like a wraith or a spirit. Um they they don't take a lot of damage they're like resistant to a lot of things like normal weapons don't do so well against them they've got to be magic or silver or something and you can't poison them and the crotic is like right out no no that won't do anything to either of them how about psychic damage uh she looks over at demi and demi like shrugs his shoulders and demi says so far as i know psychic are fine psychic damage should be okay but until we try i mean i've never fought one at least I don't think I have. Fire damage? Should be okay. Fantastic. I have both. Yeah. There was... And Raw describes the room to everyone that he went ahead and saw. Um, uh, I'm going to need a fill-in on that because I haven't like listened to like me to episodes. describe the room for... It was a whole lot of shit, V. <laughs> it was, was a whole bunch room, of crazy shit. There was a room... Wait, did you see a different room? Over the same uh, room so towards the same lady. Oh, yeah, me right. and Neil uh, did an episode on our own. Oh, um, okay. Wait, your your character was unconscious, uh, so we just did an episode where Rag got to do all the shit he wanted to do. Um, <laughs> he describes a room which is. Let me just bring up the correct information. Which I'll get Full it to you of properly. things you would tell me not to fucking touch. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, and um, some not friendly looking people. He describes... Uh, do you describe the people or the objects or everything? Oh, everything. 
Okay, perfect. Um, he tells you that there is this scary looking, like dark <laughs> yes. green looking woman with wings. Um, but she might be a statue, but she might not be. Um, and she seems to be whistling this horrible haunting tune, which Pintor would recognize as the one that you heard when you were here last. Um, he also describes this kind of like scary looking human dude who's like this kind of wispy guy carrying a short sword and he's he's wearing a crown. Um and his legs just like wispy kind of like kind of like smoke and he doesn't really have any formed legs um and he has a really like prominent rib cage which is covered with like a light cloth um so they're the two things that he saw um that's all i'm going to comment on those um he also saw the chalice on a plinth um against the back wall opposite the entrance he also mentions that, that there are two other objects that he saw um he saw a kind of kind of broken vase but the cracks have been filled in with gold so it was no longer broken um like the old style of like it's broken fill it with gold and it looks cool again um they have that thing going on and that's off to one side and he also says that he saw kind of like a a box with a feather in it that's me breaking down what he saw <laughs> it's like really simple a ways. bunch of things you would tell me not to fucking touch <laughs> And that's what he describes. Uh, yeah. There was this crazy thing and then that crazy thing. And everything was crazy. How did you get through the door? Jumped. You jumped through. We kept going on the yellow one. Because it was the safest after Squash tried the... Yeah. We uh, were going to go with choosing different colors. Uh, Royal chose yellow and then um, Squash chose violet. And then after he vanished, I went, well, not choosing that one. And then went with yellow instead. So you jumped through, took damage, and then came back through. Well, I, the first time I didn't, because I was quick about it. That is a small gap. Coming back, I wasn't so lucky. Oh, I see. You have to roll like a 28. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We roll really high, dex, dex with evasion. <laughs> That's yeah, unfortunate. I, I don't like, have such things. Good thing it's gone. Thank you, to, Demi. I had to use the absolute highest version of Dispel Magic I had because I didn't want to risk it. I know this is very high and it could do a lot, a lot, a lot of damage. And obviously it can turn you into stone and it can like send you to a different plane of existence, which is super bad. And we're going to need to find this choice and then we're going to go get squashed. That's my plan. I don't care if you're on board or not. This is what we're going to do. And also I'm not in charge of the Witch Society anymore, but that's neither here nor there. And she like looks at Pinto as she says this. Oh. I, I didn't... I, um. Mm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things happened upstairs. Also, by the way, the Ooh. town that's near here is under attack. Forgot to mention that part. Um, we don't know by what. Yil wants us to help out when we're done here, so maybe when you guys go upstairs, um, don't go fighting, but... Dad, you're pretty good when it comes to military things. Go, You can maybe help with that. I will lend my aid, but if there's a horseman here... If nothing else, I could learn something from him, I suppose. Look at it this way. It's very good if we get in his good graces. We're currently probably not, but this could probably be a good start. Probably not, because you told him where it is vault. <laughs> he let us come down here. He did. He he told us we could come into the vault. Listen, okay, listen, Raul, I want to lay it on the table right now. I put this up to a group vote. I feel like when you put enough deadly traps, it's just kind of okay to say, oh, I fucking try it. He told us we could take <laughs> well, the I chalice. Mean, it's not like he turned the law. 
<laughs> this is kind of out of character. This isn't yeah. really a conversation. Um, actually, really also, that reminds me, um, and then uh, Valence is going to point to Zoltana. Uh, he gave us some items that could be of use in, I guess, this coming room. Raul, there's some knuckle dusters you may enjoy. Aw, I like those knuckle dusters, mm. and she gives them to Raul. <laughs> And make punching hurt less. And making punching other people hurt more. Yeah, they they got magic on them so that you can hurt magic people because apparently without the magic weapons, you can't hurt people. Actually, Raul might still be able to do it anyways, thinking about it. But Well, they're yeah. silver. Right. I mean, the silver helps weapons that aren't magical against things that are undead. And if there's a, a death wisp, which is the thing that you described, the the freaky little dude with the crown on, that's probably going to be a death wisp. Actually, I'm pretty, I know that's a death wisp. I've heard the things before. Demi, will my... It's, it's a death wisp. You could probably do more damage. Will my... Uh, what is it? Axe? Will my axe work against them? Is it the axe my brother gave you? Yes. Yes, it will work. So long as it's magic, yes. it doesn't matter. Right. It's magic. It bypasses a lot of these things. But okay. if it's not a magic weapon, just dipping them in silver and then like... Pew, 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 is a super good thing but you guys all I think have magic apart from you and she points at balance but you have a weird kind of magic and one day I will take that apart and I'll figure out what the hell that is but that's tomorrow me's problem um, today's me we oh. gotta get chess no but okay <laughs> yes and it's okay no okay. Uh, right so Raul is kind of infatuated with his knuckle duster thingy <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, never had a weapon they... before that he can like they kind of they're, they're a little bit tight because your your dragon hands are a little <laughs> not designed for knuckle dusters but with it a, a bit of stretching maybe a bit of licking and a little fracturing you'll you'll get it to you'll get them to fit over nicely yeah um so right we need to get you four back we need to go yeah. ahead and get the chalice um right right how will we get back it's a good question Demi? I have a plan. I have a plan. I like plans. But it does mean I have to use a very big spell slot. Uh, and I'm going to need your help. And she points at balance. Okay. You were talking about doing some weird freaky little like boomf and then you appear here thing, the little beacony thing. You were talking about your ability to like teleport through things, which right. isn't really teleport because it's not magic, but it's something completely different. Either way, it doesn't matter. My plan being is you drop something here. I teleport everyone up there and then we bamf back. So it's only one resource for me, one resource for you, but I I will not be able to do that level spell slot. Well, I can do much higher abilities, but that uses a different form of stuff, but that's neither here nor there. That sounds good to me. Okay. All right. Is so there anything we need when we're up there? I mean, like shopping? Well, no, maybe not shopping. Um, no, I don't think so. I've got all my stuff. Okay, well, I'm going to bamf us back to... I'm going to bamf us back to the Wishes Society room because I spend a lot of time there. And I think there may be some things that Squash left behind which may be useful for me to grab now before they kick me out of the the, the dueling cub completely. And maybe I'll choose that to help Scram later, but that's... We're doing that. And she grabs Balance's arm and she says, do your thing, drop the thing, drop the thing, do the thing, wait, however it is you do it. Wait, okay. before, I, before we go. Yes. Um, Here, I feel like you would probably need this more than I do. And I take the pin brooch that's on my shirt and I okay. hand it over... And I kind of look at it and I go, well, this is dwarven make, so it might be better in the hands of a dwarf. And I pass it over to Zoltana. It's a brooch? It's a pin that looks like a rapier. Ooh, I like it. It looks like a weapon. Okay, I'll, I'll pin it 
uh, into my braid. Like I've got like a leather twist in my braid. I'll pin it to that. Uh, didn't you cut your braid off? No. When did I do that? You did cut your braid off. I remember that. Yeah. Wait. You cut your braid off when it's growing your beard out. I cut my braid off? I know I was growing. Okay. Then it's a leather twist in my beard. I didn't remember that I cut my braid off. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> when Sultana told I... the Mulan story to us. <laughs> Who is that dwarf I see? Uh, okay. Um, the rapier pin is an attuned item. Oh. Um. So yeah, she can't use it unless she attunes yeah. to it. But she does have it. So, yeah. Um. Demi grabs Balance's uh arm and looks at Pintor as Pintor says, "All right, let's do this." Okay. Okay. Do the thing. Do the thing. All right. All right. Hold on. So Balance's. No, no, not that. Balance is going to spend a side point and he's going to drop a uh, nomadic anchor here. Okay. Um, so that way we can return. And he gives Demi a nod and says, all right, the anchor's down. Uh, she grabs Balance's arm. Uh, she reaches out and grabs uh, Renala's wrist. Renala helps uh, Pintor up to his feet and their parents come to join. Um, Demi looks at... <laughs> Demi looks at Raul as a town and is like, you don't want to come with? Okay, that's fine. Um, Thanks for your help, Raul. Sure. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. It was really nice meeting you. It was nice meeting you guys too. Hopefully I'll see you again soon. Oh yes, yeah, super Well, we soon. better fucking see each other real soon. Yeah, Thank don't die. for saving us. That's, yeah, yeah, no. There's a lot yeah. of things we need to discuss. <laughs> um, and Zelfar just like looks at Raul and gives him a nod as uh, does to um, Zoltana also um, and they all grab wrists um, you see Demi float a little bit off the ground you feel a whooshing of air all around you and she kind of like looks around and her eyes have like misted over red and black um, and she summarily says anyone wearing metal? no good awesome um, and you guys I feel a slight try to take my knuckle dusters <laughs> <laughs> Everyone involved in the circle feels like tug on the back of their navel. Um, Zoltana and Raul, you see um, the Dathrodeers and Demi um, and Renala kind of like disappear in a bit of a, a whirl, a bit of a, you know, a bit of like a suction into the center of an area. Um, those of you going through, you experience going through the stalking, this kind of weird sepia looking thing. Um, balance out the corner of your eye, you see two of the um, specters that were there when you ported through the uh, the room with the cloud of weapons. Um, you see them and you see them absentmindedly wave in your direction. Um, but it's like a split second thing. It's very, very quick. I love um, all the specters. They're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing their job, man. Um, so death isn't necessarily a scary thing. It's just... No. They're just doing just their jobs. They're yeah. evil. Different. No, they don't just cause death. Um, and chill. yeah, you guys land on Terra Firma back in the Witches Society room. Uh, Demi shoots off um, back into her like bedroomy area. Um, and you hear her like rustling around for a minute. So if you guys want to say goodbyes, then you should do this now. Balance. Balance grabs everybody in a big family hug. Uh, your father like uncomfortably pats your shoulder. He knows that he's got shit to do, but at the same time, like he still gives a fuck. Um, and your parents both refuse to let go of you for a moment. Um, your mum has already said the things she needs to say, and your father just he just says, 
I'm sorry. We will talk when we are back home. Um, and they step back. About that. Uh, I don't know, Pinto, if you filled them in on everything, like the assassination attempt or... There wasn't really enough time. I kind of went unconscious real fast. <laughs> Wait, assassination attempt? Right. Um, so there was an, uh, some assassins sent by a... By good old auntie. Um, apparently, the description they were given was that they were supposed to kill me. They uh, tried they, to kill me. Yeah, they tried to kill him. Um, we have one in a place. We have one of the assassins captured. We were talking with them. Uh, it seems like they could be swayed if we can get their tongue restored. Um, oh, yeah. There was that whole... Restore their tongue? He's not a bad guy. He has tongue cut out, and uh, they promised him to restore his tongue. If uh, they murdered me slash balance, um, but they didn't. Right. By the way, him. I'm going by a different name to a lot of people. Balance. Oh but, yeah. Um, Lafian's fine. I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be a little more out in the open uh, now that we so, have to deal yeah. with. As uh, a guy um, downstairs, uh, if we can get his tongue back and kind of heal him, uh, he might be able to help us and tell us what's going on. Maybe give us some insight into what uh, Ant Glynn is doing. Right. One last thing. Uh, Pinto, you can fill them in on the rest of the details that have happened, but there's something I haven't told you, and I need to tell all three of you, because you're probably going to need to know this, especially in case if something happens to me down there, which I'm going to try not to have happen, but... Yeah, don't I. Gonna try not yeah, to. Yeah, please don't. Been doing a really good job at that so far. Um, So, in Falsum, in the ruins of the bank vaults there, there is a necklace that looks very similar to the one that you may have seen Auntie wearing. Um, that is good evidence of the fact that what she is wearing is a master slave collar. Apparently, there are two of them. One to, is the controller, one is the controlee. Um, I don't know if she's wearing one or the other. Demi said that she might be able to figure out if she could see it up close and personal, but that does mean either Auntie is controlling someone forcibly or being controlled. Your parents share a look. Take an insight check. You both can. It's fine. 16. 14. Uh, on a 14, you get that they know something. Um, on a 16, it looks like they are sharing a look that confirms a theory they had. Mom, Dad, something to share with the class? We've suspected for some time now that your aunt hasn't been acting under her own volition. Mm. That will make sense. I knew your aunt talking as if she's dead, but she's not. Uh, sometimes your aunt is there and sometimes she isn't. She did things to you. Balance? Is that what you want to be called now? You can call me Laffian. She smiles at you and she says, shakes her head a little bit. No. If that's the name that you are now, then that's who you are. I love you regardless. Your aunt did things to you. And we don't think it was her choice. At least I hope not. But either way, she can't be left in charge anymore. No, especially because we kind of need that crown. You need her crown? It's... Your father kind of looks lovable. Confused. Yeah. Um, so... 
another quick story here. Uh, Pinta can fill in the details later. I'll show um, you. Thank you. Basically, what she did to me was apparently take the spirit of an ancient uh, hero, force his uh, floating spirit out of the previous host that was he was in, uh, and into me. His name is Monarch. He's a wonderful person. Uh, he's probably listening right now. Um, he ended up unlocking my psychic powers when he was forced into me. So I have abilities that I didn't have previously. Um, he's supposed to apparently be the savior of the world for this whole apocalypse thing that's going on. But in order to restore him, we need to get a bunch of items together. Uh, we've already retrieved three of them. We know where one of them is because it's the chalice downstairs that we're going to get right now. The crown is another, and then there's also a clockwork heart that we have some people looking into to try to get. Um, so that's more or less the basic gist of what's been going on. There's a lot more to it than that, but I don't think we're going to have much time for me to go into the nitty gritty of it all. How about when we have the situation under control, if we can get it under control, we will meet you back in Falsum and share everything we know. For now, you go get the chalice and we will work up here to get this potential powerful ally on our side. I would appreciate it. And we'll see you again in Falsum. At that moment, um, Demi just comes like storming back into the room. Um, she kind of like grabs Balance's wrist and she kind of like waves at Pintor, uh, Sylvia and Zelfa. And she's like, okay, it was super cool to meet you, but we super need to get going. Things to do, many things to do today. Yeah, you guys got a lot of work to do. Well, good luck on your end. Wish us luck on ours and hopefully I'll see you soon. Uh, I'm going to reach out my hand to shake my brother's hand. Balance shakes his hand Demi, and then pulls him into like a quick pat, back pat hug. And Yeah. When I get like, when we get close to each other, I go, don't die. And when you get back, we'll have a lot to talk about and a lot to, uh, let's raise some hell when you get back. Oh, that's the part I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Demi, Demi's grip on your wrist, uh, as soon as like you stop embracing is just like iron. Um, her skin is very, very hot to the touch. Um, and she's, you can tell she's very antsy to get going. All right. All right. Okay. We're, we're going, we're going. Farewell. Yep. See you later. Goodbye. And with that balance is going to spend, is, is there a way I can cheat this and make it cheaper? <laughs> I don't know. Move me. <laughs> Appeal to my better nature. No, there drop isn't. The, I, I, no, I, I have to use six <laughs> points. Like, I actually have to. Everything else, the maximum distance is like 120 feet, and that's piss all. You can just bribe the DM. That's what usually I do. Slip him a 20. <laughs> I don't know about... Well, I mean, we are going <laughs> to see you in October, so... Not with the British so, pound I mean, right now. Not with the British pound right now. Listen, listen V, I'll buy you. I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> If I knew it were that easy. <laughs> um, all right, now so I'm uh, balance is going to spend the six eye points and teleport the two of us back down. All right. Um, again, as you go down to this kind of anchor point that you made, um, the world goes sepia around you. Sultana and Raoul, is there anything you guys wanted to NASA speak about or do before you get uh, <laughs> dumped? These these. Uh, Tall people in your group. <laughs> I don't think so. 
Okay. We're also just trying to keep calm. Mm-hmm. It's a very fair comment. Keep calm and dragging on. Yep. Yeah. That that needs to be a new shirt. We should make that. Oh, I merch. feel unhappy by this. I feel so unhappy. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. I want to check Rawl to make sure he's not any more hurt than usual. <laughs> he seems okay. He's like I said. He seems like you can like see some blood on his clothes and stuff and uh some blood from just like you know him being nervous um <laughs> you know that they've been through a lot but health like why is he looks okay he looks rested they took a rest yeah but they took a short rest that doesn't restore yeah. i mean okay yeah it does restore health yeah oh that's true not a yeah, lot raw's at full hp he's just shaking <laughs> Monks Not get all that shit when they take short rest. Oh yeah, they do. Uh, I'm all that yeah. shit back. He's used hit dice on his rest. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. That I'm. I'm just gonna be like, hey. Hey. How was the party? Uh, it was weird. <laughs> I had to be like all covert and shit. Not really, my forte. I was sneaking around the dungeon. Nah, I mean, up until this crazy thing and raw like gestures at the gate, everything was fine. Did you get to talk to Balance's no, parents? All of a sudden, it's a... yeah, they seem nice. Yeah, nice. They seem okay. I don't know what all happened, but. If Eamon taught me anything, politics are complicated, and I uh, should just leave that to her. <laughs> that is fair. On that adorable note, um, you feel the fiery presence uh, returning, and this like whoosh um, as balance and Demi return. All right. So, are we ready? As I'll ever be. Sure. Um, I'll lead the way. Maybe we should uh, pair up uh, melee combatants in the front, <laughs> squishy casters in the back. Leading. The Are way. you saying, oh, hey, Zoltana, <laughs> go up in the front with your shield? I'm, I am simply <laughs> offering the Lord of the Doors a chance to take her rightful position at the front of this party. So, Tona, I've heard so much about the Lord of the Doors. Do not let me down. You're a girl. Go on. Okay, I will Bells go be up her fist bump with Demi. <laughs> Without looking, she fist bumps back. Um, okay, Zoltana, as you step into the kind of corridor that is ahead of you, um, it goes left and it goes right. As soon as you step in here, I need you to make a... Uh-oh. I need you to make a wisdom save, please. Bro, why? What? I don't, I'm immune to all this shit. What are you doing using this shit? We're all probably don't even know. I have monk shit. That's a 17. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Plus, you, plus your three. Plus your three. It's a 20. Plus my three? From what? Your aura. Your aura. Uh, oh, your aura. Your aura. right. I do aura. have an aura. Yeah. I always think okay. of you as the aura guy and me as the door guy. The Dora. Okay. <laughs> um. As you step into this kind of corridor... 
you get a very cold dread feeling in your stomach and it it's one that just like starts at the base of your spine and rolls up to the top of your neck and you feel this kind of like disappointment and upset and worry and fear but you quickly shake it off and you would take 15 damage but you only take seven because you saved and you don't suffer the other effect uh. Uh-oh. Uh, as far as balance man. is concerned all you do is see Zoltana shiver a little as far as balance what you just see Zoltana shiver a little like you don't know any difference uh, Demi walks in and she experiences exactly the same phenomenon so she has to roll a wisdom save also she succeeds um, she's going to take the same damage oh shit no I don't want to roll that fuck me even um, if Raw was aware of this happening it's been like a couple hours <laughs> yeah you um, you would be fine because you've already resisted it today yeah. so you don't need to do it again um, uh, I, oh wait no wait no I don't think she gives any fuck about this hang on let me check as as Demi steps in and uh, she feels the same kind of like cold, creeping dread feeling, but she quickly shakes it off. Um, and where she would have taken uh, 11 damage, she takes significantly less. And keep in mind that this is after you jump through that shitty gate. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so they got through the gate and then had to do this. <laughs> oh, you only All rolled right, a 26? Oh, darn. All right, balance my <laughs> Take 40 damage. Yep, I, I guess balance is going through. He... Pr- I will mention he probably has switched his focus to the uh, the fire one because he's terrified of uh, recurring fireballs. No, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so you uh, roll a wisdom check, but don't forget to add plus three because of Zoltana. Right. Uh, wisdom save, right? Yes, please. Okay. Nope, doesn't matter. It's a six. Uh, I had a two on the dice. So uh, it's a nine that in total. Nine. Nine. Okay. Um this works out actually not too bad for you um as you step in here that feeling of dread really grips your heart um and it feels so much like everything you're about to do in life is an utter failure is it a charm effect no okay continue um it feels like everything you're about to do is an utter failure in life um, you can just feel like the threads of fate all around you just like they're just there to doom you I mean you've just experienced a horribleness like rediscovering your family and like clearly they don't care too much about you um, you know this thing of getting the chalice you know whatever I mean it's not even for you it's for this great entity in your brain god that's a mood the next yeah I know uh, the next um, ability check you make is going to be at disadvantage oh and you take what would have been 12 psychic damage but you're resistant right no are you not resistant to psychic damage? No. You're not? No, there's a discipline that I could take that would make it where I could be, but no. Baseline, I am in not that- resistant to psychic. Okay, in that case, you take 12 psychic damage. Raw's immune to this because you can't convince Raw that his life could get worse. <laughs> Translation, Raw is a high wisdom safe. You get it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's it's basically a frightening effect. How much damage um, is it? It's a very specific thing. 12, please. Tw- oh, God. All right. All right, balance is not looking hot, guys. You took 12 damage. <laughs> yeah, and that's after the other damage from the fucking fireball. Just... Oh, yeah, he took a fireball. One, might, one might say, if you were to look at balance, <laughs> one might say he's at about 50%. Oh, no. Uh, Physically, he looks... looks a little charred. Mentally, he looks like he's probably 
not having a great day. Not having a great day. Despite all um, the elven wine. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so just bear that in mind. You're just, just go to the next one. Remember, kids, uh, elven wine is a depressant. Uh, that's why you should not rely on alcohol. <laughs> okay. Um, Bucky. <laughs> Ral takes you right. Rather than going left, he takes you in the right path. He seems to know the way he's going because he's been here before and he's overcome whatever effects are down him. The air is cold and very dead. It's There is this, the further along this path where you go, there's this weird haunting whistling melody that's very heavy in the air. Raoul takes you along corridors that look the same. They twist and they turn and it'll be very easy to get confused about where you are. But this weird heavenly whistling melody gets heavier, but it's very sad. Like in your very core, it makes you not want to be here. And Balance, you would recognize that similar feeling to the one that Squash had when he shared his vision with you. Ah. This is not a good place. You reach a fork in the road. Sorry, a fork in the corridors. There's a path that goes left and it goes off a fair distance. And there's a path that turns right. And at the very end of this kind of uh, corridor, you can see this kind of whitish light glow. As you go along that corridor, I need Zoltana and Balance to make another wisdom saving throw. Oh, God. <laughs> do either of you have anything weird to do with being frightened? No, just charmed. Okay. Nope, but also I just got a 23. Oh. That, and nice. I got a 19. All right. Fuck. You both save from the frightened effect. <laughs> I'm already all depressed and shit. Nothing can possibly be worse. You're already super sad. You're already super sad right now. Uh, you don't want to be here. That kind of like horrible feeling that uh, that Squash had when he was here is because he failed when he came down here. Oh. Um it's that horrific doesn't want to keep going is scared and terrified by the visions that he should have and by the visions that you guys should be had but you both saved so you don't get these wonderful visions that I wrote two goddamn hours no um, <laughs> uh, and rather rather than the horrific horrible visions that you would have expected because Squash had them in your vision you both however only take two psychic damage I need to make Demi roll this too fantastic Oh, let's hope she doesn't get frightened because god damn it she has the plus three too yeah she does plus three too uh oh, man. wisdom check she is currently a so, so she has to roll that one how long has it taken for us to get down here then she also only takes two damage uh you guys are a couple of hours in i think can can i say that while we were walking through the maze and whatnot balance was uh trying to inspire himself and his friends with his uh inspiring leader feet I said five minutes, right? Maybe. You are, oh, no, to be fair, you walked in here and got super sad. Um, I'm trying to cheer myself up. <laughs> you walked in and got super sad. I'm trying sad. to vote, motivate myself. Um, <laughs> fuck it, fine. Roll, roll whatever hit points it is. Give me whatever speech it is, but you get to halve the hit points and then you don't have to have the disadvantage. I'll take that. That's fun. All right. So it's uh, okay. all of us get temp hp equal to uh 11 11 temp hp so you guys yeah you guys only get to take half of that you only get five but you'd no longer have that disadvantage on your uh, oh because of the depression thing. okay 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let it let it so, be known. Well, remove if you make that. A motivational you pet yourself while depressed. Yeah, you get half the benefit. Yeah. Oh, because you of get the half the benefit, but you you get yourself back up to like I'm okay for this fight. Everyone else is like I'm super pumped. Wow, V, like, that is such right. a mood you just described. You're welcome. Like you that are, is a so day welcome. right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Listeners, remember this was mental never health meant to be a nice place. We're there with you. Yeah, please, generally, like, joking aside, please take care of your mental health. We all have issues. And we don't all have psychic powers. I can't please. help everybody. No. Um, I wish I could help the world. yourselves. I'm giving you all mental hugs. TLD. That's what balance does. <laughs> it gives you mental hugs. <laughs> a TLD public announcement. Just give someone a hug and, yeah. All right. Um, as you guys make your way towards this kind of bright light, Demi is also fine. She's not frightened by any of the stuff that she sees, um, thankfully. As you guys go a bit further along this corridor, Raoul points out where he found a trap in the wall. You can see these very, very fine holes in the wall. And with a bit more notice, you've probably figured that the um, the kind of tile on the ground in front of it is clearly some sort of uh, pressure sensor, pressure trigger. Um, and uh, you'd get hit with a bunch of stuff, but since Raoul found that last time he was down there, you don't need to worry about that. Um, Balance praises Raoul for that. We all praise Ralph for this. You did a good job, buddy. I'm super well sad because I wanted all of you poisoned. It's tail wax. Didn't work. Oh. <laughs> when you guys look at this room properly and you can, like, from the way that Ralph shows the room and, like, gets you to the room, you just kind of, like, peek in very gingerly. You don't want to expose yourself too much because Ralph knows there are creatures in here. On the far... Make sure I get all of this right because there are very specific places for each of them. In the back right-hand corner, you can see a tall, wispy human male who's wearing a crown and carrying a short sword. His legs are wispy. They're not legs. They're just wisps of darkness. He has a very kind of like prominent rib cage with a, a light cloth wrapped around it. In the other corner, there is a statuesque, beautiful woman about the same height as a human woman, a bit smaller than Demi. She has large, dark green wings and they are spread. She seems almost like a statue, but you could tell that this weird, beautiful whistling melody is coming from her. Her lips are making the kind of like uh, the facial expression we need to make a whistle. In between them on that back wall, you can see there is a pedestal. And on that pedestal is the chalice that you guys have been looking for. The one that Squash found way back in the day. On the right-hand side, you can see there is a tall, very ornate vase. Um, it's kind of the color of, uh, um, kind of like a kind of tea color, like that milky tea color. And there are cracks in it, but they are filled with gold and they make beautiful patterns. And there are many, many runes drawn upon it. You also notice that the vase is smoking ever so slightly. On the other wall on the left-hand side, you can see that there is another little pedestal. And on this, there is a small glass box with a lid and within it there is a single feather what do you guys want to do this is a this is a fair sized room well then I would say it would be easiest to just teleport in grab it and teleport out but I have a funny feeling that probably won't work so well Demi looks at the room um, she kind of pulls herself back you see her eyes just kind of like mist through red and black and back to her normal eyes and red and black and back to her normal eyes. And you see this constantly rotating and then she pops her head around the corner for the briefest of moments and pulls back again. And she says, yeah, there's a lot of magic in that room. 
It's not just those weird freaky creatures in the background, the death wispy thing and whatever the hell that beautiful statue is. Oh my God, that beauty standing in the corner is. This room has something about it. This room does things. I don't know exactly what it does. I know that there's probably fire involved. I know that there's probably death involved and horrible things involved. And we need to be very, very careful about this room. We need to be very prepared to protect our minds from whatever the fuck is going on in there. That place is bad. Oh my God. And she looks like she's about to say more things, but the words don't come out of her mouth. Her mouth just moves instead. So we don't want to try to talk to them, do we? Uh, I feel like no. I mean, we could try talking to them. I mean, I don't think it'll work, but we could try talking to them. Well, we're going to have to walk into the room either way. Yes, we are. So why don't we go in prepared for combat? But if we can chat, then that could be good. I like talking. We yes, know. You, do. you, you took a lot. I do. That's what I'm good at, among other things. <laughs> so how do we prepare? Is there any things we can do? I can't cast anything. I'll help you guys. I'm not that kind of mage person. I mean, I could do other things which are useful, but not this kind of thing. I can't like make you guys better or worse. Well, no, I could make you worse. I could seriously harm you. I could seriously harm them, but I can't. I can't apply things to you before we start. I've given you everything I have already. I don't really have things in the way of defensive capabilities besides the teleportation. How close do we have to be for you to teleport out? Um, if it's just the four of us, uh, within 60 feet. The room, I'm going to say, is probably, yeah, it's probably a little bit bigger than the 60 foot, like, square of a lunar corner. So essentially, as long as I'm standing in the center, as long as nobody is too far out of range, I can get all of us out if we need to. And you're going to take us back up to the club, not back to the place by the door, right? Correct. Okay, good, because I didn't want that to be a thing. I mean, it's very scary. Raw snorts one of his pain powder medicines. Okay. <laughs> he does so. <laughs> all right, roll, roll to be high. <laughs> I don't think. Oh no! You accidently fixed up Squash's drugs. Oh, no, it, it um, was it was actually <laughs> Dragon's Okay. Well, let's. Do you have the thing where your mind can't be interrupted by the things where your mind, like, you can't receive information from people unless you want them to? No, that'd be fantastic if there was something I could do. Okay, well, that's that's that out. Can anyone just like ignore like being, I don't know, like charmed by magic because it's a super useful thing for me to know about. My people. elvish blood. It's kind of hard to scatter me with magic, apparently. Well, yeah, so far as I've been told by things, you're basically death. You're death walking around like you were spread with big scary wings and oh, you like, become like, woo. That's a compliment, <laughs> Troll. It is. Better to be death that's than to scary. be dead. Hmm. That is true. No one wants to be dead. God, I hope it's not dead. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to go this. We're just going to go in there. We're going to talk a thing. How good are you guys at avoiding being hit by a fire? I can and resist she looks this. genuinely like a little concerned. <laughs> I am I can be fast. You think it's going to happen? I can be ready for it. I think so. I can dodge things. Like these things are... I don't think they're resistant to fire. I mean, I know the thing over in the corner can sometimes be resistant to things, but I don't think fire is one of them. I mean, I have to check my memory as I check my notes. Let me ask you this, Demi. I have a question as well. Sure, go for it. Because you'll probably understand it better than I do. If a creature were to be charmed, could yes. they be charmed by something else? Or does the first charm block the second one? She kind of tips her head a bit and goes, 
I guess it kind of depends on the level of magic used. Like, if you were under a basic charm spell, I could probably just either get rid of it or I could just charm you with something even bigger. I mean, I have a lot of powerful magic and a lot of powerful allies. And I guess it depends on exactly their abilities. What does the do. face and the feather do? Maybe we could use them if we could get to them. Uh, she kind of like rolls her shoulders a little bit, pops her head out, <laughs> pops her head back again. <laughs> And she says, because she has to take magic on, Demi, let's Demi, find out exactly Demi. what these things do. That's why spellcaster is the best. Okay, one of them does alteration. Like the feathery thing does the alteration thing and it can do things too and it changes things about you and it's... Hmm, that could be really useful. Although it does different things depending whether it's whole or whether it's broken or not. And I would recommend probably not breaking because I don't know exactly what to do about that, but I don't know things will happen if you break it. There's there's a lot of magic, heavy magic. And the vast thing, the vast thing does teleportation. The vast thing is also kind of necromantic. Uh, let's not touch that one then. I don't... Yeah, but it's just teleportation. It could be super useful. I mean, I don't know what they do. I'm, we're missing a historian. If we had the bard here, the bard would probably know things. But well, okay, but she's also kind of you and I can both teleport anyway, so that kind of magic is not necessary presently. I can't right now. Okay, I can. So Well, you want to save your, your resources, right? So I could kind of see where teleportation would be useful. I'd rather not put it up to chance with a magic item we don't know anything about. Um, again, you feel that kind of uh, familiar pull in the back of your mind balance as you hear Monarch say, if things come to it, I can do as I did before and give you a little extra help. It drains me a little, but you've got three out of six so far. We're on a winning streak. Let's continue it. Don't let arrogance rule you. I know. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Okay, so if we... What? Sorry, I spaced out for a second there. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think with like two different voices in my head right now, and it's very, very difficult, and things are shouting things, different things at me, and I'm trying to figure out which one are the best course of action. Funny, I was just doing I the same thing. probably... Hey, she kind of like raises her fist to like uh, bump you. Um, <laughs> yeah, balance isn't going to leave her hanging. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Name of the episode, don't leave me hanging. Um, <laughs> she she looks in, look, looks in the room back again. She says, if we can get these things, the reason they're stored here is because they're very powerful objects. They'd probably be very useful to us. If we're going to get them, we must well just take everything, right? I mean, we may piss off the horseman by doing that, but yeah, I mean, I guess if we take them, we can always ask him if we can just keep them. And then if he says no, then we just give them back. At least we would piss him off. I mean, let's not piss off a horseman. That sounds super dangerous. That's fair. I think the feather might be more useful immediately. Possibly. Alteration stuff sounds looks... good. Yeah. I mean, I, it's going to activate as soon as you touch it. It's not a tunable thing. It's just you touch it and the thing will happen. The same with the vase. All right. So should we just run in there and touch the things? Is that the plan? I don't know if all of us should touch it. <laughs> I thought we were not supposed to touch the thing. No, no. Well, all right. So, Raul, there, there are things that are okay to touch if Demi says they're okay to touch. The thing that you touched, I'm still pissed off about. So, no. 
I feel like I'm missing something, but I also feel like maybe we should just go in there and start like kicking the shit out of stuff. I, I think the vase is okay to touch, but it does have necromantic aura on there. So just be like super careful. Like, I mean, let's like, save that as like a last, last ditch effort. The necromantic okay, part cool. concerns me. Yeah, it does also me, which, well, I don't think it has any controlling ability, so I don't think it'll be too much of a problem if I end up taking it. But if I take it, I'm probably more likely to resist the stuff that happens to me because, you know, I can always just spell it for things coming worse or just like counter spell or something like that. I guess I could take it, but I simply don't want to because I don't want to be able to. I have a very powerful fire magic that I can just like hold in place and then just cover your escape and then just blow the shit out of anything that comes after us. I can do that. That's the thing I can do. But it's super dangerous. Let's see oh if that God. is a later thing. Let's just go in. Right. We'll go in. Right, okay. We'll take things from there. Zoltana's going to march in okay. because she knows that she's on deck to go into places first anyway. <laughs> Brawl's right there. And then Squishy's in the back. All right. So we have our tanks on the front. Wait, line. no. Before Zoltana goes in. <laughs> It's gonna be like, um, Zoltan, before you walk in, uh, since you're probably going to be busy beating the shit out of things, could you? I'm hurting a little bit. Could you? Could you actually? If you wouldn't mind. She uh, just kind of like <laughs> smacks her hand on your forehead, like she's feeling your temperature, and she'll heal you for ten. Okay. You feel tears like warming embrace as she coldly slaps you in the top of the head. No, like it's like <laughs> it's a very weird feeling. Like your mom when your mom is like annoyed with you but you're like cuz you're like, "Oh, mom, I'm sick." I'm so sick. <laughs> and she like and just like, you know, smacks her hand onto your forehead and she's like, "I don't feel a temperature." That's what Zoltana's doing. <laughs> but love, but she knows that you're actually hurting, but she's It's um it's as balance okay. is staying there covered in soot. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's a comforting mother presence and also kind of divine intervention. Um these kind of weird little feelings mixed together. Okay. Um and some of your wounds begin to heal over. Oi, how's it going, bruv? This is Pinto. As uh, uh, what's that, mum? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, mother. Yes, I won't talk like that around you. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Okay, yes, yes, of course. I love you too. Hello, this is Pintor. Well, that was uh, a bit of a crazy episode. Parents are okay. I'm okay, which is also good, also a plus. And now that we're out of the Gentleman's Dueling Club, hopefully we can make some efforts on the outside. Maybe stop my aunt from being such a uh, terrible person. Anyway... If you're interested in listening to the person who voices me, Jonathan Buckmaster, you can find him over on Taking Initiative Podcast. There you can find him voicing Vandalar Greymire in Season 1, and in the newly released Season 2, he is the DM. The Taking Initiative crew is very big fans of the Lucky Die, and uh, we love them and support them. Thank you. Are you looking for a D&D podcast that'll make you laugh? How about one that'll make you cry? Sweat profusely with stress and anxiety because of a flippin' mule? Taking Initiative is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast with an audio drama feel. These episodes are scored, character-driven, and filled with utter bullshit. Mostly because of Nick, let's be honest. Featuring special guests, The Venture Maidens, D&D is for Nerds, and more. Plus, we're in Wizards of the Coast podcast of series. 
Welcome, everyone. It's your pal, Ray Ray. That was an interesting time you had, Nick. I pat the horse on the rump. Thank you, great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> he just said his hopes and dreams. He didn't cast a spell. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. So that's the only big organ he has. <laughs> Damn. Taking initiative. Look us up on Twitter at TI underscore pod and on our website, takinginitiativepodcast.com. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.